0: This is Podco Media Networks. It's the Demystifying Data Podcast with Chris Clegg, where we deconstruct the tools and techniques marketers need to make data more actionable. Here's Chris. Hello, welcome. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Demystifying Data. I'm your host, Chris Clegg. And today we're going to start a series of maybe four or five podcasts that talk about use case scenarios around analyzing data from field staff or from consumers interpreting that information so that it's actionable and using all of that in the context of benchmarks and uh, syndicated reporting so that we can understand what is working well, what isn't, and how we compare. So I hope you enjoy this first episode where we really dive into field staff data and what we can do with the information they report. So I'm talking about things like attendance information, hours of activation, number of consumers sampled, hand-selling metrics, that kind of thing, and how all these data points can be brought together into a single analysis that provides insights and actionability during a program while things are happening so that you're not waiting until it's all over to figure out what worked, that you're actually managing. So with that said, I'm going to dive right into how to analyze field staff data and fix common field staff performance issues. It's a common analysis in experiential to look at the data you're getting from field staff. And in many cases, you want to break that data down into individual event day metrics if you're looking at a whole bunch of activation hours divided by the number of days you activated to get to an average number of activations per day and I want to give an example of a use case in how this data can be analyzed and how you use benchmarks from your past performance or from a third party like portma to better understand how those averages are performing when you break it down today, to a day level what that looks like. And so you might break down your data by market, for example. So let's say you've got activations in New Jersey, New York, North Carolina, North Dakota, and Wisconsin. So you've got five states, and you've got your hours of activation across all of those states. And then when you divide by all the activations across all those states, you start to find that you're averaging overall at about three hours activating per day. Maybe it's an off-premise wine activation, for example, where you're sampling wine. You'll get that down to three hours per day when you do the math. And then when you look across those states, you might see that, you know, three is pretty much consistent across the states. And that makes sense because that's what your game plan was. That's what your runner show called for. You may see 3.1 in New York and 3.0 in North Carolina. There could be a couple of pieces of variation here and there, but for the most part, it's a good data validation piece. You should see that consistency and expect it. Where the real value from this kind of analysis comes from is when you extend that into other metrics at the event. So, event attendance or interactions or consumer samples. And in my example here, I want to talk about interactions. And let's say that when you do your interaction, you divide across all the interactions, across all the event days, and you divide that by the number of event days, you start to see a number of 48 interactions per day. And that establishes an initial baseline for yourself. And you know that, okay, overall, across all of my work, across all the days of activity, I had about 48 consumer engagements per day. And then when I look at that across my five states and see how it varied, that's where information starts to become more actionable. Because when I look at North Carolina, I very well might see that that number is up around 71.6. So I see a relatively high interactions per day compared to my overall average. But then I turn my attention to New York, and it's at 42.0, a little bit below my overall average of 48. And then hypothetically, I go down to North Dakota, and I see that's at 27.9. So that's well below the overall market average. And so this begs the question, my overall 48 is that good And what's going on in New York, what's going on in North Dakota? Do the changes there represent normal variation that I'd expect among the regions? Or is there something unique happening in these regions that makes it exceptionally poor data? And really, when we're looking at this kind of information... What we're doing is we're looking for those areas where I'm averaging above average, so above the norm for my program, because that represents the possibility of best practices. And as a manager, I have to get into that data, identify where those best practices might reside, and then go out to the field, talk to those field staff, look at what they're doing, and find out are there best practices that I need to then spread across other regions to help lift the boat for everybody. Or if I'm seeing data that's low in North Dakota, for our example here, where I'm seeing data 27.9 interactions per day when the overall program is 48 interactions per day. In North Dakota, if I'm seeing that that number is exceptionally low, then there could be some issues with that market and I want to get engaged there and help fix things before it's too late. And so this idea of establishing an overall average and looking at above or below that is really a management tool. And we don't want to act if things are just happening due to normal fluctuations. So we need some bigger reference to understand what's happening. And this is where Portmog industry reports or our insights dashboards become helpful. And you might also lean on your historical data across other programs that you've gathered in-house. And what we do is we look at the overall interactions per day within a certain category, whether it be an industry category or a venue type, or even a consumer targeting, a consumer segment. But overall, we might look from an industry perspective at the wine industry. We might look at all activations within the wine industry. And our benchmarking database has a little over 25,000 event days for wine activations. And when we look at that data, we see overall across these 25,000 event days from the benchmark benchmarking database, we see that we have an average of 30.2 engagements per day. And so when I see that 30.2 engagements per day, right away it tells me, you know, my average of 48 for this program we were talking about, that 48 is looking pretty good. If the overall average across 25,000 event days in the benchmarking database is 30.2 and I'm averaging 48, it's fair to say that I'm performing above average and that feels pretty good. Now I can look at ranges within the benchmarking database and start to identify, you know, what are the ranges of low performance and what are the ranges of high performance? And when we look at our database in-house, what we start to see is that 31.7 and less, that tends to be below average. And our average range, our middle quartiles, so to speak, or our median range, tends to be around 32 to 52 engagements per day. And so we're finding that the 48 fits right within that average range and is above Above an overall average, so that's solid. Above average tends to be north of 52 engagements per day, and it kind of peaks out at the 59 and above. Not a lot of regular engagements per day when we're looking at wine activations for the most part. And so we look at those ranges. We look at that typical range of 32 to 52 that we now know from the 25,000 event days in the benchmarking database, and we can start to figure out, you know, that number in New York at 42, it's below our average of 48. But it's not so bad. You know, it falls within a benchmarked range of what we'd expect to be typical performance. So I wouldn't go out of my way to really investigate New York all that much because they seem to be performing on par and they're not that far below what the program is doing. But that North Dakota number, that North Dakota number of 27.9 interactions per day, that's problematic. It falls below the benchmarked averages, and it's well below the program averages, so it warrants your attention as a manager and to figure out what's going on. And so we can go back to our daily numbers per day. We looked at attendance interactions. We can also add into that, let's look at consumer sampled, let's look at samples distributed, and let's look at bottles sold and start to get a sense of how does that trend by market? Are we seeing something unique in North Dakota that starts to reveal for us what might be going on? And when we do the analysis in the case study that I have here, You know, we saw that interactions per day for North Dakota were 27.9, and the consumers sampled per day on average were 12.8. And so we can do the division there, and we can see that they're sampling about 46% of the consumers that they engage. For the program overall, the average sampling was 69% of consumers engaged. So their sampling is a little bit low compared to what we see for the program program as a whole. And that starts to paint a little bit of a story. We can take it further. We can look at you know, how many samples are being distributed per consumer. And what we find is when we look at consumers sampled per day divided by the samples distributed per day, we see that the folks in North Dakota are distributing 2.5 samples per consumer, whereas the overall average for the program is 1.7. So they're sampling a little bit more than what everybody else is, and they're engaging less people. And that starts to paint a picture of what might be Happening here. It starts to look like they could be oversampling. Now, I don't know what the run of show might be for your program, and you obviously have to overlay that on what we're talking about here. But it does kind of lean us to look at why are their rates of sampling so high. And it it makes you think, you know, that's got to be related to the number of people they're getting to and they're struggling with quota. If we look at bottles sold, we start to see that they're averaging around 11%. When we divide the bottles sold by the consumers sampled, we see they're averaging around 11%. The program as a whole was averaging around 18% for hand sales. The program as a whole was doing pretty good, about 1 in 5. But the North Dakota data was doing 1 in 10. They were doing much less. And so that oversampling or that sampling more consumers doesn't really seem to be adding benefit because they're not getting that hand selling that we're seeing for the program overall. And so there does seem to be some opportunity to plug some leaks and and increase performance in this market. We go and look at average per day for event attendance for North Dakota. And whereas the overall program is averaging 74 engagements per day, North Dakota is only averaging 47.4 per day. And so it starts to realize what's happening here is, you know, their average attendance is low and they're oversampling to make their quotas as a result of it. And they're not using that as an opportunity for additional dwell time, more immersive engagements because they're not seeing increased or higher than average bottle sales. So they're either not taking advantage of the reduced traffic or they're going to venues that don't have the traffic that other markets are finding, and either way that warrants attention. And then on a best practices perspective, we go back to North Carolina where we saw 71.6 interactions per day. They were at venues that had higher rates of attendance. They were taking advantage of that with higher rates of consumers sampled. They were seeing strong bottles sold, and overall it was a lot of great performance in North Carolina. And so as a manager of of a program like this, you might want to look at and talk to the uh, field managers in North Carolina, and is there something they can talk about or share with the field manager in North Dakota to kind of brainstorm what's happening. You get all those people on the phone together and you have a discussion for 30, 40 minutes around the activations and we can see if we can't give North Dakota a little bit of uh, reinforcements and see if they can't get their numbers up. And so this is a very common example. It's an example of how we use benchmarking data to understand performance of programs and to know where action is needed and where it might not be needed. That does it for another episode of Demystifying Data. Mark Edwards of Podco Media Networks is our producer. Thanks to Sheb Salo for post-production and editing. Marla Bosch is our production manager, and I'm Chris Clegg from Portma. Visit portma.com for more information on the work we do for those working in marketing and advertising. And thank you for listening. I hope you're having a great day, and we'll talk to you again real soon. Tune in next time as Chris Clegg continues demystifying data. Meantime, head over to demystifyingdata.co to learn more.